The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. Hello and welcome to the Port Adelaide preview podcast for the round six match against North Melbourne. The game will be played on Saturday afternoon at Etihad Stadium. I'm Portia, and joining me, as has been regularly the case this week, is Rick. Rick, how are you? I'm good, Portia. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm decaffeinating. I've been drinking too much tea to the point where having a cup of tea no longer does anything. Uh, so I'm having my one cup of tea for the day now, and it's 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 blissful. It's blissful. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see. Um, what effect does tea actually do anyway? I just thought it was there well, to it's, it's change just it up from getting sick of water. It's just caffeine, yeah. you know, that's all it is. Um, and when you reach the point where you're drinking five cups of tea a day, the caffeine is not really having a huge effect anymore. And I'm like, no, I've got to cut it back. So I'm cutting it back. Hmm. Good week to do it with the Anzac down the middle of it. So that worked. Yeah. Uh, and um, how about you? Where are you at now? Are you in Florida again or somewhere else? I'm in Florida, yes. Back at the villages, heading down to uh, Fort Lauderdale next week. So okay. that should be pretty cool. Because I don't know, and... I don't know if the timing is exactly right. Because it seems like as soon as you left Florida to go to Toronto and Chicago, that's when we started losing games. So maybe we'll be back on the winning tr- winning track again now that you're back in Florida. Yes, that is true. Uh huh. No, you're right. So there maybe uh, maybe it's based on where I am in an American states or Canada. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully that's the only logical crossed. conclusion. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or the coaches. Let's blame the coaches. One of the two. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know which one do you think is more more culpable? Is it, is it you having accidentally travelled to a cold weather area, or the coaches not being all that good right now? No, nah, I think it's just me travelling to a cold weather area. Yeah, that's. Did want to do that? Outrageous. Yeah. yeah. No, I think we've settled it. Okay. So Premiership track yeah. is well and truly reengaged. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah, it will turn it around this weekend. And I think it's actually a a reasonable time to watch it. I think it's like midnight, so it's not too okay. bad. There you go. Very good. Yeah. All right, well, look, we'll yeah. talk about the hot topics. Uh, the first one is really awful, which is that apparently Hartless out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL, uh, <sighs> which that's an anterior cruciate ligament for those who don't know their acronyms. Um, that is pretty awful. He was probably that sucks. Having, I reckon this this is the first year, I think, where I've watched every game that Hartlett's played and I haven't really felt he's been awful. Um, like this is, this is the, this, I think he was in a career best season, I guess is what I'm saying, and then to just be knocked out of the rest of it after five rounds, that's just so... It's awful and it's just so Hamish Hartlett. Um, and, oh, dear. Terrible. Yeah, I'm with you. I... Uh... You know, I've always been a bit critical of Hamish at times, as people would have heard. But, um, yeah, I thought he'd really stood up this year. So yeah, um, yeah. I think he should toughen up, just play. I mean, he played out of the game anyway. So, well, so what, you just have a, you have a bit of a clicky knee. It's all right. Just get on with it. I think that given Hamish's injury history, I think it is the wise thing to not play out the rest of the season. Um <laughs> And it's like we've said, you know, we have got other halfbacks available. Like, we'll have Pittard back soonish, I'm sure. We've got Broadbent available at some point, I would say. So, you know, it's not too Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. He's got a pretty bad ankle, Brody, by the yeah. sounds of it. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, well, Pit Dog will be back. So, I mean, that seems to be a natural light-for-light replacement. So uh, Yeah, well, in terms not... of experience as well which is something that we're now currently lacking. We've also got Trent McKenzie. <laughs> Lucky we've got 25 half-bat blankers on our roster. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's one of your key pillars to re- building a squad for an AFL team, isn't it? You Absolutely. Know, have plenty of half-bat flankers because they're hard to find. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, now, I guess the, there's two other hot topics. So... Uh, where um, <laughs> I wrote mm-hmm. this down, but I don't really believe it. Where we've had uh, two players guilty of being Aboriginal at Port Adelaide, but um, which has certainly been a, a penalised crime in the past. But uh, the first one, obviously, Pal Pepper, he's got the full extent of the penalty that the AFL's uh, created for him. Uh, he'll mm-hmm. be 
missing this week and playing at the Magpies. I, I don't understand. Like, this is another thing about the AFL. There's just no transparency. Like, where did that number of three weeks come from? What's it, what's it based on? I, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, um, there is no substance to it. But, well, yeah, I mean, I... Yeah. What do you what do you really think? Just say it. Well, that is what I really think. What is what is the? What, there's no transparency at the AFL, which is not the first time. Um, why why is three weeks the magic number? What's what's that? What's that based on? What 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 is the the rationale to say that three weeks is a correct uh, suspension length? If there's going to be a suspension, you know, it's just a number that's been popped out of the air. You know, it could have been ten or one or none. Um, we haven't had any rationale publicly. Uh, from what the club's been saying, you have to doubt there's been one to them either. So, what is it? What is it? I don't know. I, I'm, at a, I'm at a loss. It's just the AFL. It's the shit that they do. It, you know, for a professional organisation, they're a disgrace. They, they just, just, it's like they just make shit up. And, well, they literally uh, and are, this, yeah. And this, again, this is it. I mean, when you've got like, I don't know, what was the... Um, Remember that rich, the Richmond player who got in the shitstorm after the grand final with the naked photos, oh, right? I remember, remember uh, some chick took a picture of he took a picture yeah, of his chick yeah. wearing his medal with no top on, and yeah, yeah. And then they came, and did he even get suspended? Probably not. I don't even remember, but you, it's just like there's just this raft of players acting inappropriately. That have done nothing, and then all of a sudden the AFL seem to have this mandate of, ah, oh, yeah, look, we need to have a better look. So yeah, okay, Sam Powell Pepper, you're the first guy because you were out drunk. No, you're uh, that's it for you. Games, okay. What he sat out a game, Port gave him a game, so they had to impose a game. So yeah, SAFL want to impose a game on him as well. You know, do, who else? Who else wants to have a uh, a pot shot at him outside of uh, Sturt supporters. It's just, uh, yeah, crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, but, I, I, I'm not against there being a penalty, but if there is going to be a penalty, there needs to be a rationale for it. And it has to be presented. Yeah, of course. Particularly given the whole thing has become so public, there needs to be a public statement on why, not just that we're doing it, but why it's being done, what this is remedying, what, what the situation is, and we don't know any of that. Um, it's, it's... Inappropriate behaviour, Portia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here we are. We've had uh, a note on Spreaker from Ian Delitowitz saying Richards, Richmond's Nathan Broad has been suspended for the first three games of the 2018 season. So he was suspended for three games um, after a photo of a topless woman wearing his premiership medallion went viral. So, again, that's, mm. that's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not saying don't penalise him. I'm just saying where did three weeks come from? Um, mm. like this is exactly why the, the set penalty system was brought in. If you remember before that, there was the uh, the AFL invented the rough conduct charge, which was basically the most fudged charge in history, where if they if they really wanted a player to go for something, they'd charge them with rough conduct because then there was no defence against it, um, as opposed to a specific striking charge. Uh, and it just feels like it, maybe they're going to have to standardise off-field um, penalties as well because there's just... There's not going to be any consistency with this, you can tell. I mean, what, no. what, what happened to, um, whatchamacallit, Dustin Martin last year after he threatened the Nothing. woman with the chopstick? Nothing, as far as Nothing. I'm aware. So, you know. No, there's a whole raft of them. Where, uh, <laughs> they, had, they had a suspended fine. I mean, with Dustin Martin, they basically said, oh, his brand's taken enough damage as it is. Right, 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 right. Well, so Sam Powell-Purper doesn't have a brand and he doesn't have any damage himself. It's, but that's the yeah, thing. Like, just... that, 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 because he doesn't have a brand, it becomes his brand, which is even worse, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, it's still, just... he's still a minor player, isn't he? So. And, I mean, what's with withholding the report? I don't know. I don't know if they're even withholding it. I just don't know. I don't know that it even exists, to be completely frank. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I wish I was joking, but I'm not. I, I doubt it exists. They just did a one-page summary and went, "Yeah, he's guilty," yeah, and probably. that's our report. Probably, and, uh, or they got, well, a, I mean, or, or maybe they got an official report from the um, their HR staff responsible for this sort of thing, and then they decided to mostly ignore it. So that's why it's not been presented. 
Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe George Costanza is making a comeback. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's another Penske, Penske pile. pile. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good work. Like, and, and it does seem to be that the Aboriginal players at Port Adelaide get the rough end of the stick more it does, often. does, doesn't it? Than... Look, let's move on to the next one. Uh, in Lindsay Thomas being getting two suspensions, um, which is a bit rough from one game. Uh, three weeks for the uh, bump on Scott Selwood, which didn't actually even seem to hit the head, which is strange. Uh, and then one week for, what was it, a jumper punch? <laughs> I didn't. I mean, it must have been a pretty ninja style jumper punch. I didn't even see the jumper punch. No, I didn't either. I don't. I don't. I don't have a clue what it was. I can't. I can't even imagine what it was. But all we know is that the who, the other person on the end of it, they got no penalty. So there you go. He, I still think he should have got like bonus payments because he hit two Selwoods. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> But I didn't see, I couldn't even see the jumper punch. So no, all I know is Joel Selwood got off of his jumper punch so how to did Lindsay that work? Thomas. I don't know. Yeah. I honestly don't know. And with the other Selwood, his bump, yeah, he went past the ball, which is not really tolerated. But he. Well, it's, still um, le- it's still a legal bump. He, it is still a legal bump. And the yeah. guy protected himself by raising his arm bar. Yeah. It was, he... So. Yeah, I, I, don't if, know. I mean, if you look at the footage, I mean, there's one angle where it looks really bad, but that's because you can't see it properly. But if you look at the, you know, directly side-on one, like he hits the arm and Scott Silver starts going to ground before it even goes further than the arm. Um, so how, do you, how did he concuss himself? Did he? Well, that's what they're saying. He had concussion. He didn't play the rest of the game out. Well, I mean, you can hit your head on the ground, can't you? I've got no idea. Look, I don't yeah. know. All I know is that I didn't see a very clear shoulder-to-head hit. Uh, in the view that was the clearest. So, what do you do? I mean, it's it's just the, the typical AFL. I mean, and then you've got Burton <laughs> annihilating Sean Higgins, and it's all okay. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. But, yeah, look, for whatever reason or not, uh, Aboriginal players at Port Adelaide seem to get penalised a lot harsher. Do you have a reason for it? Um, no. Uh... Well, I mean, there is, which is it's easier to it's easier when they're not in Melbourne in the centre of the media, which who we might kick some fuss up about it. <laughs> yeah, mm. like if you do that to yeah. a, you know, an Essendon player or a Carlton player or whatever else, then you know there's going to be Victorian media who'll say, "Oh, rah rah rah, I can't do that." But if it's outside of Victoria, I mean, it's just traditional that no one gives a shit what happens outside of Victoria in Melbourne. Um, and mm. so then that's enough rationale, that's enough of a, of a tipping point to make it so that it gets ignored. Adam Goods had a different luxury to Port Adelaide Aboriginal players. Well, Sydney Swans is, is still Victorian. You, rem- you remember those final series when suddenly they became the, the, the South Melbourne Bloods as soon as they made the grand final? You know? Yeah, that's true. They're a, a very special exception. That's true. Well, that's why we have to have so many Aboriginal players on our list, I guess, because... As they get rubbed out, we we have other great ones to fill in the breach. I don't know. It's um, yeah, it's annoying, and I feel sorry for Lindsay. But yeah, I liked his bump. Good on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I mean, it was, it, as far as the tempo of the game, it was very timely. Um, yeah, well, I thought I thought tempo wise, he probably should have done a bit earlier. But um, <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like by the time he did, it was sorely needed. <laughs> But at least, at least he showed a bit of physicality. I mean, that's one of the issues we've had in recent times is we're so meek. And uh, at least he was trying to do something to actually uh, change it up and, uh, yeah, show a bit of physicality. Well, Some of our bigger thing, boys. Like, we, we weren't real meek against Sydney earlier this year. It's just <laughs> being beaten. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to us, Porsche, that... It's like they've had a mandate to change the game style and uh, it's yeah. not for the better. All right, well, look, we'll, we'll move along. We'll start uh, by talking briefly about North Melbourne. Um, so uh, just their summary, the What Are They Up To segment of the show. Um, their record so far, they're 3-2 and two for the season. They've had wins basically at their home grounds. They've had wins against St Kilda for 43 points and Hawthorne for 28 points at Docklands. And they've won against Carlton at Bell Revival in uh, Hobart for 86 points. 
They lost to Gold Coast in Cairns by 16 points and Melbourne at the MCG by 37 points. So they like their home grounds, I guess is what you can really take out of that. The quality of the team is, they're all mid-range teams, um, so you can't really take much out of them. They haven't beaten, you know, a, a known top four side or anything, and they haven't only beaten, you know, the terrible sides, although Carlton obviously is going to be right around. Are they, playing, are they playing a known top four side this week? I think they should. I think that uh, they have to treat it like they are. Um, yeah. But anyway, we'll continue on because there's some interesting things that hopefully play, uh, play our way. Um, so I've basically gone through and written down some factors of what they're doing based on mostly statistical analysis because I don't like watching North. Uh, controlling the air. Mm. So they're currently fourth for contested marks, uh, which is an area in which Port has the fewest, which certainly is not what you would have expected for a team that's finally playing three key forwards, but there you go. Um, but they also have the fewest contested marks taken against them and the fifth fewest marks against them. So when it comes to aerial play, they have been controlling it uh, pretty well so far this year, North Melbourne. Um, umpire love, they've got the third most frees in favour and the sixth least against. Uh, so that's a little bit strange because they're playing really tough, uh, pretty tough football uh, or close contested football and it's hard to get a lot of frees when you play that style. But apparently North Melbourne do. We're back in the 90s. Uh, and they are playing, of course, ugly shinburner football. So they've got the most clangers kicked against them. They've got the fifth most contested possession, but the second least uncontested possession, and they're the third for tackles. So they're playing a lot of attention to their opponents, uh, and they're forcing errors. Uh, just really classic North Melbourne. We've, we can, As Port Adelaide fans, we can recount so many times that North Melbourne played exactly that style against us, and we coughed it up repeatedly and lost games, which could happen. Um, yeah. If their defence is sound, they're fifth for rebounds, and they've got the least goals kicked against them in the league. Uh, but they are, this is the interesting one, they're suspect by foot. So despite the fact that they've got all these contested marks, and they are um, eighth in the league for kicks, um, they have the least marks taken of any team. Uh, and that comes down in part to two star players, uh, who have been named as wingmen this week, if you want to get a sneak preview of when we talk about the sections on the field. Um, but they're pretty clangorific. So that is hopefully the one area where we might be able to get back an edge and uh, take a bit of advantage. But uh, it's a bit strange. If it, it, it's strange how they've managed to combine a fairly contested game with the lack of skill while also playing games that Eddie had. Um, you'd have to wonder how long their positive win-loss record will last this year uh, because that shouldn't be happening. Um, well, they've played, they've played some average sides, really. They have. I mean, they have. I mean, the only one is their shock win against an informed Hawthorne, really. Yeah. Um, and how the hell they lose to Melbourne? I mean, how can <laughs> so how can you take their form line credible, really? Well, because they were at the MCG then, different track. Ah. Oh. See, so they've won compared they've won to Tassie or Eddie. Had. That's right. They've won all their home games and they've lost in Cairns and the MCG. So. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, they've got they've got two. Well, they've got two good forwards, and I think we've got good forwards, but the problem is, they, yeah, yeah, they probably deliver better to their forwards than what we do. Actually, they so, don't. Uh, <laughs> you don't think so? No, because um, the most notable stat for both uh, Ben Brown and, um, whatchamacallit, Jared Waite, is that they're their highest contested marking players at North Melbourne, and it's because they're not being set up as nicely as they should be. Um, they're doing okay, mm. but... It's the tall forwards making it work more than the midfielders. Is the impression I'm getting. Yeah, but at least they're uh, at least they're still taking marks. Oh, sure, 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 sure. But it does all seem mean, quite you susceptible. Could, you could uh, you could argue that we uh, we don't deliver the ball well to our key forward, but we don't we've not taken any marks. We <laughs> ain't taken any marks. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's well, a brief no, I mean, summary of North Melbourne, but. Uh... That's North yeah. Melbourne. They play tough football, don't they? Yeah. And uh, they play. They like that contested brand. They always have. And uh, and I don't know if we necessarily like that contested brand. We don't seem to have played well against it in the past. And against outside of Sydney this year, I don't know. It hasn't been great for us either. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. All right, well, look, um, we can come back to Port Adelaide now, talking about our changes. So, obviously, um, from the discussion we've already had, Hamish Hartlett's out with his ACL and Lindsay Thomas is out with suspension. And, of course, Sam Pepper was already out. Um, in, this is interesting, we've brought in both Don Barry and Aidan Johnson. 
which means that not only have we replaced uh, a small forward with a small forward, we've replaced a halfback with a small forward, sort of hopefully rectifying that balance that we uh, changed when we... Um, who was it we dropped? When we dropped Sam Palpepper and replaced him with the uh, uh, backman. Um, so hopefully that's rectified that a little bit. Uh, and we've named as emergencies Joe Atley, Jasper Pittard, Jack Trengove and Jimmy Tompas. Um, still no Ruckman added, so Howard will be rucking again. Uh, any thoughts on those changes, Rick? Uh, interesting. Like, I guess uh, what has Barry done to be reselected is the first one, and why was he dropped in the first place? Um, it's a little bit confusing for me. And uh, well, it shouldn't be. We've got a valid injury that he or a valid suspension that he's replacing. Like that's that's a, a yeah, but he. Obviously, he was dropped for form. So, yeah, was he the was he the form player in the SNFL to be reselected? Well, you see, I think that all that happened is he dropped one place, and the place that he was dropped was Lindsay Thomas. But now Lindsay Thomas has been suspended. That spot is open to Barry again. You know, like I, I don't see that as controversial. Like sometimes, sometimes it doesn't matter what you do at the second level because the person that you replace that you're the best replacement for is injured or suspended, and then you just come in. It just happens. So is he a wingman or a small forward? Uh, I would say he's a half forward. Was he being played as a half forward or as a wingman? I think he's probably being played as a wingman. <laughs> uh, the, fact that he keeps, the fact that he keeps screwing up his uh, uh, shots at goal is uh, a bit of a travesty for the most part, but there you go. Okay, so he's a wingman, not In a theory. half forward. Well, so uh, Aiden Johnson actually, Aiden Johnson technically replaced yeah, okay. Lindsay, Lindsay Thomas. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, okay, if you want to say that, sure, why not? Although, so although, although you could say Lindsay yeah. Thomas would naturally play a bit deeper than Aiden Johnson does too. Yes, <laughs> but still. So really, Barry's replaced Harlot. Kinda. That's, yeah. Yeah, kinda. So... I'm not against Barry playing because I thought he was a bit unlucky to be dropped in the first place, but mm. I just don't get it. That's all. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. And I agree with you. I like it. At least it's re I agree with you from the perspective. It's it sort of rebalanced our half mix of halfback flankers to midfield forward ratio, yeah. which yeah. is a bit, which is a little bit better because we have this tendency to load up on with halfback flankers. Yeah, and don't know why. With, with Marshall obviously out because he's um yeah it's family loss. Uh, then you know we do need that forward line, uh, even even if it just means we have a small one. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I guess uh, it sounds silly, I know, but I mean, at least Richmond has proven you can be successful with like one key forward and a small forward line. It's, the problem is that they're they're well drilled now with their structure, and I don't know, it, we're sort of we're sort of making it up a little bit as we go. You know, we, we had a strategy of, of a, you know, a three key forward forward line. And now we're sort of through injury and, uh, and other issues, you know, we're throwing that out the window. And so what are we, what is our game plan now? Is it, you know, we're going to go to a small forward. We're not persisting with the big forward line. What are, what are we actually doing here? Yeah. Yeah, well, good question. Look, there's some a bit of a dispute on Spreaker chat about how it should be Snelling in. Apparently, um, fight, 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 fight. Well, I don't, I don't think Snelling is gonna get a gig. No, Do you think I, he's gonna get a gig? Well, no, I don't. Um, there's been a comment here: Snelling could rival Ebert for tackles, and like Ebert, and someone else said, and like Ebert, he's second to the ball a lot. Um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I just think it would require him to make a massive leap to get in the side. I, I think that he has to do something outstanding or you need to have horrendous injuries for him to get a shot. I don't think he'll get it. It's probably his only chance is, like, Sam Gray's spot, really. Yeah. I like, that's a small that. forward. I don't even think that, really. Is there, like, a tiny forward category? We're looking like, more at a tiny midfielder category, I think, really. Yeah, I, look, he ain't going to replace either. That's for sure. No, no. You, can, you can we can pretty much say that now. So, 
yeah, if he if he's a midfielder, like he's way down the pecking order. Um, so which sucks, but you know, I don't know. I don't. Mm. Should he still be on our list? Uh well, I mean, this year, sure. Um, but right now, you'd have to say that he gets listed at the end of the year, really. Yeah. But anyway, I yeah. So Barry's a winger. He's been rep- he's replaced Hamish Hartlett. Um, but we've sort of been stuck, haven't we, with the the mid round, the midweek round with the Magpies. It's made selection for this weekend difficult. Ah, oh, I don't know that it's made it too difficult, but yeah, sure. You don't think? No. Well, I, mean, I, I guess <laughs> I guess I'm not really. I don't know. I'm not too concerned about the Magpies selections, and I think that our first 26 or so, I think that they've got a pretty clear idea who it is because we see heaps seeing similar names named. So I'm not sure that there's much. Well, uh, Tumpa's got on the emergency list. Yeah, he must be. He must be approaching peak form. <laughs> he must be, mustn't he? <laughs> hey, it must be. Must be uh, approaching peak form. You're quite right. What about but what about uh, Jack Trengove? He seems to be uh, having a strong influence at SNFL level. Do you think he's a chance? Well, he's been named as an emergency, Over... and I hope not. <laughs> no? No, no. Like Really, really, I see this as a two-man emergency list, and that's Atlee and Pittard. Uh, if either of the other two come in ahead of Atlee and Pittard, then something's gone very strange. So why, why are you anti Trengove. I don't. To be honest, I don't know much he's, about he's him. He's slow and he doesn't days. add anything. Um, it's the same reason right. with Antitumpus, quite frankly. Uh, whereas Atley adds a genuine contested ball winner, and Jasper Pittard has got t- a, a high top end, which we have seen. Um, yeah, that's why those two are the ones I'd say. Yep, yeah, fair enough. If they came in, but certainly not. Mm-hmm. If Trengove and Tumpus come in, then we're literally taking the piss, and we're going to make a run at uh, Lucosius or Rankin. Um, <laughs> really. Well, we're going to have to be going way down the pecking order. I don't think we can beat Carlton to do that. <laughs> if, we're play- if we're playing Mackenzie, Trengove and Tumpus, I think that we'd be in with a chance. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's our, there's our new uh, 2018 spine. Well, if you're, going to be, if you're going to be bad, be bad really, really well. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, look, we'll talk briefly about uh, North Melbourne again, uh, position by position pretty much, uh, and they've made one change. Obviously, Sean Higgins is out after, you know, being obliterated. Annihilated. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Luke Davies Uniac is back, who was the North Melbourne's first pick in last year's draft. He's a, a fairly nuggety midfielder. Um, because he is a draftee, we don't know what form he's going to show. He could come out and play a, like a Daniel Harris debut sort of game, if you remember back that far, and where he got, I think, an obscene number of touches, and then he'd never played that well again for another 100 games. Um, or he might just have another quiet game. He has, this is his second game uh, for the Kangaroos, and he didn't do all that well, but he's an X factor for them, you'd have to say. Um, now, the ruck situation, Todd Goldstein versus Dougal Howard. So far this year, Todd Goldstein has been averaging 30 hit-outs a match against teams with ruckmen. So pick him in Dream Team. Uh, that's, that's all there is to say about the ruck battle, I think, unless you've got something else, Rick. He, what, so you think he's going to get 130 hit-outs against a non-ruckman? I don't know. He could, he could, he could hit the 50 mark. Yeah. Hurry up, Patty. We need you back badly. <laughs> but like you said the other day, I mean, it, it throws us out. Dougal should be in the back lines. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, there's no doubt about that in my mind. Like, I mean, who, I'd just rather... Who, who are you going to put on Ben Brown? I mean, I would love to put Dougal on Ben Brown, or at least on Jared Waite. Uh, yeah. You know, how, how tall is Ben Brown? He's, he's around that two-metre mark almost, isn't he? Yeah, he's tall. I think he's about 6'6". Six, six. He is, yeah, exactly two metres tall. So we don't have anyone that gets close to that, apart from Howard. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Cleary chasing him, trailing him behind and being 10 inches short from spoiling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it should be our, great. We're giving ourselves a rough match up there, but there you go. Yeah. Mm. Um, midfield, so Higgins is out. Uh, that does hurt 
the uh, um, Kangaroos. He has been second for their clearances so far this year and averaging 23 disposals a game. Uh, Cunnington, Ben Cunnington, he's still very good. Uh, this is the interesting one. Ben Jake, I, I didn't realise it, but did you, can you believe that Ben Jacobs is still getting games for them? Um, he, he's been named he's been named at Ruck Rover for them despite averaging two clearances and 14 disposals a game. But the reason why is because he gets eight tackles a game. And so Horea Tagger's back. He is the modern tagger. He is, isn't he? He he's the new squib tagger. Oh. But um, yeah. Anyway, we can we can see him in person, I guess, and in the flesh, and see see what Ben can provide to the game of AFL football. Not much. No, no. Well, I would hope that whoever plays on Ben Jacobs that they can blow him out. Quite frankly. Mm. It would have been um, nice to have seen Lindsay Thomas sort of run past the ball and hit him, but anyway. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just arguing with someone on Spreaker Chat, Craig Jones, who reckons that uh, SNFL form should count for something, whereas I say it shouldn't count for shit. <laughs> ah, Craig, good to have you on, Craig. <laughs> um, no, but it does. I, I just don't, I don't understand how you can dominate SNFL. And uh, not have an opportunity at AFL level. Is he is Trengove that slow? Yes. Yes. Then why was it? Why was what, he? What, what are we adding to our side? One? Because he wasn't injured then. He hadn't had massive injuries when he was drafted at number one. It's the same thing as why Dawkins well, was drafted as early as he was. I guess what do, I, it's a good question. What you pose there, though. What do we need to add to our side? In what respect? Well, in to win games, what do we need to add to our side? Do those selections that we've made this week make any difference to our side that we're here going, we're, yeah, we're comfortably going to win this game now because those people are in? No, no. I don't think either of those ins are a notable difference. Um, I think that they give us a different style of um, forward line, which I think is probably better suited to Eddie Head than some other options we have available, um, in theory. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't see that being hugely different. And to answer the people that are probably thinking this in the in the chat room, um, yes, I know Paddy Ryder into the side would make a difference. But to be honest, based on what we served up last week, I'm not even sure just adding Paddy Ryder... Uh, would be the difference to us winning this game. No. I know Ryder, your thoughts. Paddy Ryder, um, you would hope that he'd do a lot better in the ruck, but apart from that, just the fact that we could play Dougal Howard in defence is, is the big difference. That's the big difference that playing Paddy Ryder will have when he comes back, is that the rest of our yeah. side that we trained with and set up with round one and two can go back to being in the positions they played in in round one and two, you know? Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be great. Yes. Yes. So... Um... Yeah, it's it's more our game style and the structure that we're bringing uh, recently that's the problem, more so than the players, I guess. And maybe that's why Ken hasn't been too paranoid to really change the playing personnel that much. But, man, what's he doing with his game style? Is anyone even asking him publicly at these press conferences about his game style? No, I don't think so. No, no. Mm. The only time he seems to comment on it was when he uh, introduces it himself as a non-secretary. So, mm. well, yeah, I'm going to bring this up. No, no, it's, uh, it's the elephant in. The, surely, it's the elephant in the room, right? What do you think about game style, Porsche? Uh, I think that we're reaching the point where we've given him enough players to do well with that we should now be thinking, okay. How many more times can we do that? How many more times can we be getting big free agents in and all that sort of stuff and then pretend that the only other thing we can change shouldn't change? Lucky we signed him to a four-year deal then. Yeah, lucky, lucky. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, someone else might want to steal him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely going to be like the Hardwick one was back um, when Hardwick went to Richmond when we were still pissing around. Um, with other coaches, I can't remember who it was at the time. Uh, and then Hardwick sort of was hanging like, oh, we could have got Hardwick. Uh, or indeed, when Clarkson went to Hawthorne uh, instead of 
uh, us taking Choco and being at port, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, all these hypotheticals. I think that Stewie Jew could end up being one of those where it's like, oh, we could have had Stewie Jew, but we kept Hinkley on when he was not doing well. Um, but there you go. Sliding doors, I guess. Um, yeah. Mm, mm. Now, getting back to midfield, there is one name. One's, I looked at one guy's stat line and I thought that was interesting. And I think I've got a tip for this week's Spud Who Cares Us Apart as being potentially Ed Vickers-Willis. Um, if you haven't heard of him, that's fine, because I didn't remember him either. He's been on their list since 2014, and he's played about 10 games. Um, he is averaging so far this year three tackles, six one percenters, and he has a about a 40% or 60% uh, rate of his possession being contested possession as opposed to uncontested possession. Um, the way North Melbourne are playing, I think that he could be a guy that we are annoyed by uh, as fans. Hopefully not, but I'm sort of thinking, oh, that, that's, that sort of set of stats really does scream I will tear it up against Port Adelaide um, and here's my fun this here's my fun stat because it involves me speaking badly about a player I don't like um, which is that North have named two wingmen this week uh, in Billy Hartung and Trent Dumont between them they have 44 clangers so far this year and between them that's eight a game eight clangers a game between the two wingmen the first named wingmen for North Melbourne so that's fantastic that's awesome <laughs> The, the guys you rely on to deliver clean possession to your forwards, you know, your good wingmen that are responsible for guiding the direction of your football uh, are absolute clanger merchants, and I love it. It's absolutely fantastic. Maybe they had uh, Tony McGuinness and uh, Simon Goodwin as their role models or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Oh, dear. All right. <laughs> Um, moving on to forwards, there's only two we're really going to talk about, and that's Ben Brown, Ben Brown, and Ben Brown, and then Jared White. Um, yeah, they, they they worry me. Yeah, yeah, but apart from that, it's kind of shallow. There's not really anything notable there, I wouldn't have thought. Um, yeah, but they still worry. Those two worry me enough that I think the rest of the shallowness uh, can sort of feed off it. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, if we don't have a good matchup for Ben Brown, then not only will he take marks and kick goals, but he'll give off goals like a good key forward does. Uh, so that or he'll just... create a contest to bring the ball to ground. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it, it could be one of those ones where, gee, I hope that um, Howard does come back. <laughs> oh. I hope he does. I hope he does go back into the back line to if that goes starts going haywire because it certainly could. Um, we just have to hope that delivery to him is just so bad that even he can't mark it. We might have 18 players in the back line. <laughs> that would be terrible. And they would still car- they'll still carve us up. Well, yeah, because they're better. If it hits the ball, if it hits the ground, they've been uh, quite good at contested ball winning. So, uh, mm. I'm still devastated about Hamish Hartlett doing his knee. Yeah, it's terrible. Not good at all. It's sucky. It yeah. is sucky, but yeah. Look, I, I don't know. Well, what are we talking about now, Port? Nah, defence. Briefly mentioning North yeah. Melbourne defence. Rebounding uh, players are quite good. They're benefiting by the, the pressure being put on in midfield, and Scott Thompson's having a really good year. Uh, next it's all game. about North Melbourne. Yeah, well, we're moving on now. The game in general. Should we be, <laughs> should we be concerned about Brad Scott? Um, yeah, because he would have called his brother during the week yeah. and said, "Hey, what what was your game plan, buddy? I need a <laughs> I need a hand because uh, I don't want to lose my job." Yeah, sure, bro. Uh, just stack stack the players in the uh, in the midfield and uh, set them deep in defence, and uh, Port will just chip it around and then uh, yeah, just shuffle across left and right. So they have to move the ball slowly in their transition play and uh, they'll cough it up to you because they'll just bomb it long to Dixon. He won't mark it. They'll just have numbers at the contest and you'll be fine and just run it out because they won't put enough pressure on. I think you're really missing out the opportunity to turn that into a parent trap situation where uh, the reason why North Melbourne's consistency is so strange is because um, occasionally when North Melbourne are doing really badly, um, Chris pretends to be Brad for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that yeah. would be fantastic. Uh, um, yeah, so yeah. Fred Scott, yeah, we should be a little bit concerned um, just because of the form we're in and the fact that it's at their home ground where they have been winning so far this year against teams that have been in odd 
What's his success like as against Port? He's not um, as good as his brother. I didn't look. We have beaten them a couple of times, if I recall, since he has taken over. Um, but I didn't look it up this time. Um, I just figured that the circumstances this week sort of say, yeah, we should be a bit worried. given, Particularly given our outs this week, with um, Hamish Hartley going out specifically. Um, on top of the other outs we've had in Pal Pepper and Marshall and... Um, who else was there? Oh, Paddy Ryder. Huh. You know that we, we've got right enough. We're, in, we're far enough off our top side that Brad Scott's team should be out of warriors, in my view. Yes. Um, and as for the psychological advantage, it's in Melbourne, north in Melbourne, at a ground where they have won two out of two so far this year. You'd have to say North Melbourne have got the psychological advantage, uh, even if it's not necessarily matching whatever the bookies' odds are. Or do we just have the psychological disadvantage? Yeah, that's probably a better way to put it. <laughs> I'm uh, not cynical. I swear. No, I am, no. I am actually, I am, I am actually an optimist, but I'm also a realist. Yes, indeed. All right. Questions from Bigfooty Rick. Okay, I can do that. Let Good. me bring them up. I'll just let me get get it up and running. Okay, so. Macca had a go at me because I didn't look up the episode number and I made the title whatever. <laughs> Maybe I need to get an instruction sheet from Macca on how to have a look up an episode number. Hey, people should be happy that people should be happy that I remember to post something up. I just did it on the fly as I was lying in bed. Um, Andre asked, Marshall Hartlett gone for extended periods of time. Ryder is still away. Is it better to look towards next year playing younger players or go for the 15-17 route and limp towards just missing or making the eight with no long-term benefit? Um, I guess the debate would be whether there's no long-term benefit. Um, our defence, as we've already mentioned a few times this year, it's a pretty young defence and certainly continuing to compete rather than capitulating would be better for them. Yep. Uh, I think. Um, so, no, I don't think we should capitulate. Uh, just because we've shown at Port, like West Coast can do it. West Coast can have a season where they win two games and then they can come out in three years' time and contend for the grand final. Like they're, they're the rare team that has shown an ability to consistently do that, to have a shit year in a super draft, get an excellent player and then bounce back up. Port have not. When we have a shit ladder position, we tend to hang around there uh, and struggle to get back up again. So... I think it's certainly better for us to keep playing as hard as we can. Um, but also the young players that you bring in, like I'm not even sure which young players you'd necessarily bring in at this point. Um, don't know, don't know. Like, I mean, obviously you bring in a Ruckman. That goes without saying. Uh, just so we well, can the only, put Howard back in defence. The only young but... players not in are really Atley. Yeah. He's the only... He's the only one that's really missing, you know, some game time opportunity. You'd have to say so. Um, yeah, because like the first year draftees, you'd have to say, look, if they play a game or two, that'd be great. But I certainly wouldn't be cartoning the side to give them games. Um, no. Based on what we've seen, uh, you know, Willem Drew potentially could, but I don't know that he's really doing all that much at the Magpies, so maybe not. Um, Who is that guy? Does he Will exist? Drew. Yeah, yeah, good question. <laughs> it's a good question. Um, he's yeah. been very quiet. Uh, no one seems to talk about him. Um, yeah, I would give Frampton a go or Hayes a go, frankly. I think that that's the most obvious addition. But apart from that, I just don't know. I don't, I'm not convinced that we really have the young guys. Like, I would, it, would not, it wouldn't surprise me too much if we go, oh, we've got five picks in the draft and then we just use them all this year. Oh, Drew's injured mm. at the moment, apparently. Okay. Simba wants to know why are we soft? Uh, oh, gosh, I, I think a few years ago, and I've been saying it occasionally between now and then, like we won't win a premiership until all the guys that are around in our 2007 season are off the list. <laughs> hey, I was saying that too. Yeah, yeah. It's been something we've been saying for a long time, I think, for, you know, sack, before Hinkley. Sack them all. Before Hinkley, yeah. So I, I just sort of wonder if that's a bit of a, you know, there's, there's always going to be that cultural cringe. It reminds yeah, me of... People, uh, yeah. yeah. 
It reminds, well, it reminds me of the, the Socceroos back in the day with um, Johnny Warren talking about, you know, oh, he can't beat Brazil, he can't beat Brazil ever, you know, da-da-da. Uh, just having this real kowtowing sort of thing like, you know, oh, Australia's really low in the soccer hierarchy and we can't expect to beat good sides. And then one year, I think the uh, what the under-18s, they had a win over the uh, the Brazilian side. And like, oh, shit, you know, the, surprised everyone. That was that was 6-0 in the Confederations Cup. Yeah, there you go. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's not until you get rid of the the naysayers that say you know you can't do that you can't do that and you lose that culture of of having been beaten down like sometimes it just is a matter of waiting for all the people that remember that that horrible time having left and then you can sort of say ah oh, why are people cringing about this let's just play football <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah I think it's that. I was sort of saying, I don't know, it was controversial because, um, you know, one of those players is Robbie Gray, but, um, you know, it seems to be the same old players keep getting selected and doing the same thing and it's not getting us to where we want to go. And look, Robbie Gray is an excellent player, but you can't say he doesn't miss clutch goals, you know, (laughs) goals that are extremely important for us. Um, There's a bit of a mental weakness there. Same with Boat. Yeah. Ebert, who yeah. hasn't been on our list since 07, but Ebert, um, Westhoff, um, probably only Hamish Hartlett's probably the only one that's really, you know, sort of holding his Well, he was 2008 draft, so, yeah. memory. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so, 2008. Uh, Might have been. Yeah. So, long live PHC, wanted to know how much will Macker enjoy watching Ben Brown six against us this weekend. I'm sure I'm sure he wouldn't enjoy it that much at all. Can I be and honest? Does it, like, yeah. I, I agree with that, but it's just funny seeing, like, when these things hang around for a long time. Like, you know, Jared McVeigh, not Jared McVeigh. Yeah, Jared McVeigh is still playing, and he was the same draft as Stephen Salopec, who hasn't been at Port Adelaide for so long. Um, and I think it was like he was the pick before um, Stephen Salopec in that 2002 draft, and he's still playing. Like, it just is dumbfounding some of these old guys that are still going around after the players that we drafted around the same time, you know, have been missing for five years or even ten years sometimes. It's just baffling. Um, and I think that Ben Brown's going to keep hanging around for a bloody long time to frustrate Macca, but there you go. And long live PAFC has an issue that we didn't draft Ben Miller last year. Why? With our current key player problems and ruck issues. I think that I think that if Ken's not happy with the guys we've currently got, I don't think that that would make a big difference. Uh, IBD seventy seven, who's starting the crowdfunding campaign to pay out Ken's contract? Um, that could be you. No, I don't have money. <laughs> uh, Capital Power didn't even look up the episode either. He tried to have a guess and said it's episode six seventeen. He believes. Right, right. Um, hopefully not a, a port, and hopefully it's not an indicator of what our score is going to be on Saturday, um, which will require us to have better use of the corridor than we've seen in recent weeks for that not to occur. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I mean, and, I, yeah. I, I guess the one thing on our side is the fact that we have been, like we've got, I think we're something like first in league for winning clearances so far this year, which you wouldn't expect. Um, yeah, we've, we've won the most clearances of any team in the league so far this year. Um, that, that's despite obviously not having Paddy around. So even though we're not winning the taps, we are winning the ball a hell of a lot. But it's just that we're committing, you know, our number one tall backman to the contest or someone or our number one key forward to the contest and it's costing us elsewhere. Um, so there's no reason why we shouldn't win this one. You know, there's no reason why we shouldn't control the corridor. Um, if we're winning clearances, uh, and if North Melbourne's as clangorific as they have been so far this year, um, why shouldn't we control the corridor? Why shouldn't we be able to get it there? I mean, yeah, their defence has been pretty good, but as long as we don't, as long as we take advantage of, you know, a guy like Jack Watts and uh, our forward line, and hopefully Charlie Dixon pulls his finger out and takes some marks, um, if we can do that, then yeah, we'll control the corridor and we can win the game. Um, there's enough weakness in this North Melbourne side to be exploited, for sure, even by the current side. Blah. Blah. Thinks, do you think supporters of every club feel as under siege as I feel we are? Well, I don't think Richmond do. And 
I think West West Coast are probably feeling pretty good about themselves at the moment as well. Yeah, maybe. Looking forward to the um, what is what do they call it? The the Western Showdown or something? Like Derby. That? Western Derby. Yeah, that's the one. The Looking forward to that. Derby. This week. That'll be good. Oh, that'll uh, be that'll be wild Black. actually. Because oh yeah, oh what? fantastic. Well, this is the first Derby at Perth Stadium, isn't it? So they've got that yes. entryway where the players come in. And there's going to be one bunch of players looking very bloody miserable walking through that same crowd on the way out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't um, I haven't even actually seen a game at that stadium yet. Oh, so okay. uh, maybe in a couple of weeks' time I'll have that honour. Um, yeah. And Blah needs a hug because he's feeling a bit down by the sounds of it. Sounds like he's having trouble supporting Port at the moment. Um Christoph Haha wants to know which margin will be greater, points or free kicks? Um, free kicks, because um, scoring in North Melbourne games has been quite low. <laughs> and there you go. They are the questions. Well, they were pretty good questions. Um, yeah, absolutely. We've had a bit of uh, talk on Spreaker Chat supporting the... Um, uh, the Ghosts of 2007, Ian Dalitowicz has said, yeah, that can go away right now. Um, Craig Jones says there's only one left from that uh, 07 grand final, but I have, you have to include the guys on the list. Um, and I don't think that's right, is it? I thought Folk and Gray were in that. What was that? I can't remember, I can't remember who exactly played in that 07 team. I have to have a look at that. Um, oh, Evo the grand said, final? Yeah. Yeah. Gray. Oh, no, I don't think Gray actually played. Didn't he? Okay. He was drafted, but I don't think he played. Yeah. Um, Ed Gibbo has said that Geelong and Hawthorne expect and believe they can win from the present to the boot stutter. Port don't have that. I'm like, yeah, but that's... You see, that's not useful because they already had... If you've already had the success, it's easier to have that attitude. It's getting to the point where you get the success. So that that's the opposite of what we need. We, we don't need the we don't need the confidence of having won premierships because we haven't won the premiership to justify that and make that work. So we need the before thing, which is much more ephemeral and much harder to define. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, look, we'll do move into the final wrap. I reckon. Oh, there we go. Only Boken West yes. played in the '07 Grand Final, so it's Boken West Yes, he so. did. There you go. Yes. Uh, all right. Who's your winning side, and what's the margin, Rick? I don't know. It's too hard. <laughs> North Melbourne, Aww. North Melbourne by twenty-seven points. Okay, that's. Are you turning into Macca because you tipped against Port last week too? No, but Macca does it just because it's superstitious. I'm doing it because I'm realistic. Okay, all right. I'm gonna say. Am I gonna back Port? Yeah, I think I am. I think I am. I think. Really. That... Look, I, I still think the North Melbourne's a really shallow side, and I think that with Higgins out, that should be enough. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Port by 20. That's just enough. I mean, That's look, right. we, should, we should be beating North Melbourne. Oh, we should be, but it is still away, and it's still, it is still at a ground where we traditionally have some pretty awful appearances. Um, yeah. So you can't take Eddie Head for granted. If it was at the MCG, you'd say, yeah, Port. <laughs> um, but the fact that it is at Eddie Head Stadium, uh, you have to be... What if it was at Adelaide Street. Oval? Um, honestly, I think I'd, I, I think I'd back Port more strongly if it was at the MCG than if it was at Adelaide Oval. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, it just feels right. I haven't got an analysis for it or anything, but I think that I'm more confident watching Port play at the MCG right now than at, than at uh, uh, Eddie Head or Adelaide Oval. So, there you yeah. go. Uh, who's going to kick the most goals for Port this week? Do we have a forward? Well, Jake Need might kick a couple again. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Robbie Gray, four goals. Wow, that many. Okay. I'm going re- to yeah. say I'm going to say that uh, Charlie Dixon's going to kick four. I reckon he's going to wow. have, his, have his on game this week. Well, we'll win if he kicks four. Yeah, we should do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I am tipping wins, so that makes that all ties together really well. Um, it does. 
We've had a couple of tips for margins so far on Spreaker Chat. We've got uh, Ian saying North by 65 and Windy Runner saying Port by 60. So that's a bit of disagreement there. Good work, guys. I love your optimism. And Craig Jones has pointed out that North are yet to win a game at Adelaide Oval. So, uh, yeah, okay. Maybe that would be I don't think North have played us at Adelaide Oval. I don't think they they have either. But uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and uh, which fringe players so of the fringe players and there are a few on the side this week which one do you reckon is most likely to hold their spot uh, going into next week Jake Need I'm going to go Johnson I reckon Johnson mm-hmm. I reckon he's got enough going for him that he could come in and uh, do quite well um, I reckon he could hold his we spot could almost, we could start a new topic Porsche which uh, poor Aboriginal player is going to get shafted by the AFL this week uh, all of them. <laughs> that's that's. I don't know. I don't think that's. I don't think that's a fool I want to be involved with. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> uh, and uh, are you ready to say? Here we are. are you ready to say that we'll win the premiership in 2018? Are you feeling pretty good? Oh well, we can, statist- we'll win the premiership. statistically, we can still do it. But the coaches have lost my faith in the ability to do it. Hmm. I have less. I have less faith in the coaches than I do in the players at the moment. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's... I mean, there's a few players I don't have a lot of faith in, but, yeah, I think there's certainly a part yeah. of it. Yeah. I, I, th- I do think yeah, we're at the point where the list is good enough that we should be asking questions of coaches when we're not doing well. Yeah, and I bet I hope the board is actually spewing at the moment. Yeah, they should, uh, they should be really, really confused about, well, what else can we do here? Um, and surely they should be asking co- the coaches some tough questions, but who knows? Well, they should be, but that's one of those things for boards uh, is that if they re-sign the coach to a long-term contract and then one year in they start asking hard questions, you have to wonder why they signed the coach to the long-year long-term contract. Like they, At this point, if they question the coach, they're questioning themselves. They're questioning their own decision-making. Uh, and yeah, well, unsurprisingly, and unsurprisingly, boards are not inclined to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should be. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. And it was, you know, part of the reason I sort of ran for the board was because the board has made these sort of decisions in the past. Yes, I agree. And and they and they've got away with it. You yep. know, and the fans and the fans keep eating it up. Right? You know, and I mean I I know they do a lot of good stuff, but as well, but you know, Ultimately, the good stuff needs to be on the footy field and reflected in results, and that's been our weakness. And if you think of Port Adelaide's brand, I mean, Port Adelaide's brand and the marketing department, they do a great job, really, with what's served up to the supporters uh, in a playing style and performance on the field. But at the end of the day, um, you look at Hawthorne's membership statistics and how much they've grown just on the basis of being successful um, yeah, yeah. Market, marketing a football club becomes quite easy if you're a winning side, um, you know, because that's all that really matters at the end of the day. And uh, oh no, yeah. because we changed our, logo, our our saying, our motto. So it's not we exist to win premierships. Now it's we exist to win premierships and make our community proud. So we can always get fifty percent. Yeah, that was a hedge hedge your bet sort of. Um, that's such a bullshit action, change. wasn't it? Okay, yeah. we're not we're not as success we're not as successful as what we used to be. We've so let's, let's let's add a little bit extra into our slogan, so that way if we're if we're not hitting one, we can uh, we can hit it in another way. If you don't like the KPIs, change them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, but anyway, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be sound like I'm bitter or anything because I'm not. But um, but yeah, I just I hope they are. You know self-reflecting on their decision because at the moment it's not looking good but it's still early in the season and things can change quite rapidly in the football world we all know that so very yeah. true We've had, fingers uh, crossed hope yeah craig, craig jones in the speaker chat has come in he's thrown some facts at us uh so apparently we beat north melbourne at adelaide over last year there you go i'd forgotten it um yeah so did I. 57 yeah yeah and the last time north melbourne won a game in adelaide was in 2011 against us but again, I think they just don't play, play in Adelaide often either. 
Watch out, Craig's getting on those stats. <laughs> well, we might be able to finish the show before he does, in which case I win. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. are, there any, are there any other games that we're looking forward to this week? Uh, I've got a couple. Yeah. I, reckon, I reckon Crows versus the Gold Coast Suns. Um, just because I, 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 if, if a Stewie Jew coach side beats the Lake Crows, I mean, I count that as a moral victory for us. Um, and for our West Coast, that's going to be a great one at the new stadium. They're going to be really fun yeah, for bragging rights on that one. I think the Derby will be a good game. Yeah, yeah, could be back to the blood bowls of all, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Go Frio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, I don't care. I don't. I don't mind either of them, really. No, let's go Frio. Ha ha! Craig's admitted I'm correct about how we usually play them at Eddie Head or Tassie. Yes, good. Yeah, okay. correct. Hey. Uh, okay, were there any thanks. other games you're interested in, or are we all good? Yeah, the Derby. I, yeah, I agree okay. with you. Yep, cool. Yeah. All right. So, awesome. Are we feeling positive? Are we feeling happy and ready for Port to get back on track this week now that you're back in Florida? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I might have another power nap. Yeah. I've got, but... got a tough day of uh, not doing much and playing golf, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> got to get on that golf. <laughs> get on that golf yeah that's right fantastic all right well thank you for doing the show thank you for listening in all the You're people welcome. that listened in live and thank you for people who are listening to it as a podcast i will just add one yes. little negative thing from ryan pillar who reckons it's going to be a 35 point loss so everyone out there if you're listening just start booing ryan pillar for tipping that and you can start booing rick for tipping against us as well because they're just not probably yeah. boo ryan <laughs> boo <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you very much. And um, Khan Port. Go Power. Khan, the Powers. Power. to Sean Burgoyne, who delivers beautifully on the chest of Thurston. Pick it with the overlap. Port 